0: Come on Tottenham,
1: stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the not are so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to the green White our Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night
0: Hi, it's season three, episode twenty-three of the Top Motz for Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week. Back again on the pod. Um head of the Johannesburg Spurs Supporters Club, Nikki Merritt. Hi, Jav. Hi, Nikki. And back again, Sam Moore from Sorry.
2: Hello, Jav. Hello everyone.
0: Right. Okay. Hi, Hello. Um, just going to jump jump straight into this so we played Wickham yesterday um, uh, FA Cup fourth round going to go straight into a question from Terry Whitty from Brazil who asks how are we still breathing Um, (laughs) I'll come to you in a minute Sam 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 and I watched the game together um, at at White Hart Lane Um, but I'll start with you Nicky first Um, Nicky I presume it was another um, Jansburg Spurs um, supporters club occasion. Yesterday. Yes, yes, it was.
3: And you're not was, you're not at the Baron anymore. No, we've we've moved to a new venue, um, which is one of South Africa's iconic restaurants called Mike's Kitchen, and it's in Bryanston. So it's just up the road from where Baron was, but it's a beautiful setting, and everybody that's been there so far has said. You know, it's just amazing and it's lovely. And it's not that we, you know, didn't have a good time at the Baron and and they were really good to us. I just think that this, this venue offers a lot more in terms of our supporters who have children because they've got a children's area with minders and everything. So it's really a place for the whole family to come, and especially the Spurs supporters that can bring their kids, know that they're being looked after while they enjoy watching the game. So it's great. But, yeah, yeah we got we got together yesterday um not as many as as the previous week when we played city but uh, but still a, a good turnout and um you know what we won that is all that matters and we won
0: <laughs> have you managed to catch up and are you still breathing have you recovered after yesterday's um exciting <laughs> topsy turvy match
3: yeah it was a roller coaster ride of note, i tell you that but um but you know what i uh at the end of the day, I think we all agreed when we left there. Um no points in dwelling on coulda, woulda, shoulda. We won. And and for me that's that's the main thing. You know, I'm not gonna criticize. I was a bit irritated with Pochettino, but um, but hey ho, we won. That's all.
0: <laughs> Sam Although sorry, you...
3: sorry, can I quickly say something? Sorry, nicky go on. Why, why, um, why did rugby players turn up to play against us? I didn't get that though.
0: This would be, <laughs> be um, huge. um, uh, uh I can say, or, or or just generally the West, the the West Brom, the Wickham team.
3: The Wickham team were large. I mean, I don't know. I, I know that we're going to become an NFL NFL um pitch in in the new stadium, but. But I didn't expect the players to arrive so early. <laughs> it's crazy. They were huge, huge.
1: Do,
0: do You know, it, it, it's funny. But um, before I come to Sam, it's funny you should mention that because I've I, I read that elsewhere on social social media as well yesterday, and I, I hadn't really noticed um, at the time. I, I'm, I'm, I'm now I'm quite intrigued. I'm going <laughs> to watch watch the highlights again. Um, Sam, recovered from yesterday?
2: Um, yeah, I have. Um mentally recovered I'm not sure my voice has yet as you can probably tell but yeah just about (laughs) (laughs)
3: how was it at the lane guys how was the atmosphere
2: I thought it was good in the we were sat excuse me in close proximity to the away fans which I find helps generate a bit of atmosphere but yeah I mean my son and I we did our bits trying to get the crowd going and it was fairly buoyant in the
0: park lane I thought it was um it was good, yeah. You know, apart from sort of the the big league games that we've played this season, like Chelsea at home or Man City at home, which are going to be special occasions. Generally, the atmosphere at White Hart Lane this season hasn't been good with the reduced capacity and the way that um, seats are allocated um, or tickets have been allocated this season under the ballot system. But for Yesterday, um, FA Cup tie. It was the atmosphere was really, really, really good. Really good. Um, I, I don't know if that came across on on, on TV, but it, it uh, yeah, I've, I've been there a few, a few times this season, and, and I thought the atmosphere were, was really good. Um, question from John Steggles: Was the result a surprise given the Man City comeback? Now, it, it's funny, Nicky. I, I kept turning around ra- early in the first half when we when we. Were um two nil town um I said to sam we, you know we, we can we can get back into this game we, we we can do it second half um you know city last week we 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 managed to do it then so i I was always fairly confident um, that we would come back into the match, but i don 't know how um, you both felt um, was it a surprise yeah. or
3: well, you know, I suppose, I think the thing for me was, um, one thing to take into consideration was that these players don't play together every day. They really don't. And and that's something to maybe think about. Um, so, perhaps perhaps some would, would assume, and, and I suppose I did think it for a minute that um, Pochettino underestimated, especially talking about how they were going to come there and play like it was Cup Final because it would be such a big game for them but at no stage did I think that, um, that we would lose let's put it that way, I I thought we would come back and at least have a draw and um, but when they scored that third goal, I will be honest, it, it was just like somebody stabbed me through the heart. I was like, oh, my word, you've got to be kidding me. So it, it, that was a bit heart-wrenching, I must be honest. And then, of course, when, we, when, we, when Sonny just came along and got that winner for us, we went absolutely berserk, as I'm sure everybody did at White Heart Lane. It was insane. <laughs> Bloody
2: exciting, if you ask me. Sam? Was it a surprise? Um, Not under this manager. I think the way that we are now is we've got a never-say-die attitude. That's the one thing positive that I could take out of yesterday. Um, It's something that's not born of one result. It's a philosophy that Pochettino's got. Um, which has sort of manifested itself at the club, which had been lacking for far too long before he arrived. Mm. So was it a surprise? No, and also yes at the same time. Because during the game, I was saying to Jav at a certain point, I couldn't see us getting back into it, particularly in the 87th minute when we were 3-2 down. Uh, It didn't look great. But then that never-say-die spirit manifested itself. And, you know, we were... Fortunate to have a player like Delhi as an impact substitute came on. And uh, he did just that. He made an impact. He scored the equaliser. And once we'd got that equaliser, I then felt that there was only one side that was going to go on to win it.
0: It's funny. For me, at 2-0 down in the first half, I always thought we'd, we'd, we'd come back into it. And, and, and when it was 2 all, I think the substitutions that Pochettino made in the second half, particularly Yanson, because I think he gave us a focal point up front, that We were missing in the first half. Um, Sun is a good player, but I don't see him as a as a striker, somebody that can be that focal point. I, I think he's better coming from a deeper position or from from, from wide position. So I thought Janssen's substitution was 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 a was a good move, and then obviously um, uh, Deli Ali and 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 Dembélé add a bit of stardust and 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 and. Uh, to take us to that next level when they came on and, and at two all i really thought i turned around to sam i said there's only, only going to be one winner and i thought it was going to be 4-2 um and and then it was 3-2 and I, I must admit a bit like yourself Nikki, i think at 3-2 and the sam at 3-2 i thought Ooh, that that particularly as it felt we had some momentum um and i thought oh no when the, when we equal when, when got the equaliser, the next thought that was going through all the only thought that was going through my mind at that point, even when it, when um, the, the uh, fourth official put the um, uh, indicated there were six minutes of added time to be played. I, all, the only thing that kept going through my mind was replay, replay, and I didn't want a replay. I was like, when's the replay going to be? And I kept I turned to Sam and I was like, so I think the replay is going to be on the. I think it was the the eighth, seventh, or the eighth of February. Anyway, it would have been the, I, it would have been either either on the Tuesday or the Wednesday before before the Liverpool match, and I was like, that's the last thing we need, and that was that's the only thing that was going through my mind at that point. So for for for, some to get that winner right at the end was just, it, yeah, Ooh. it was we we were just, I mean, it was me, Sam, um, Sam's son Harry celebrating, and then however many two or three strangers around us and we were (laughs) jumping up and down and i've still got bruises from um and cuts from last week at at man city um which are just about getting over and then i've now got a few more but i don't think i've never been to a game live quite like that match in terms of just it being that roller coaster of emotions um That was
2: the archetypal FA Cup tie. It had everything. It was thrills, it was spills, it had a plucky underdog. I'm bringing up all the clichés here. But it was, if you (laughs) could encapsulate the FA Cup, that was yesterday's game, which is why so many people love it.
0: Uh, Question from Greg Taylor. Nicky, did you spill your glass of wine when Wickham scored their third goal, or was it the whole bottle?
3: (laughs) No, Greg. I actually choked on my tequila that I had ordered <laughs> for the entire group of supporters that were there because we were all so so down. And I'm like, I've got to, I've got to pick everybody up because we were just the. You know, it's so hard to to keep people interested to come and support Spurs day week in and week out. And it's not because they fair weather. It's just I think because we don't have what you guys have in the UK where you, where you go into white Hart lane and it's, it's, you're kind of born with that, you know, with us, um, people don't mind watching it at home because they've done it for so many years. So for me, it's just, I was like, Oh my God, how am I going to keep people interested in coming to join us and, and whatever the case may be. So I just ordered te- te- tequilas all around. And um, as we were drinking them, I said, guys, I want more goals, So drink your tequila and, yeah, I nearly choked on mine, but it, <laughs> it was good mm-hmm. all the same. <laughs> and then, sorry, sorry, and then there were about four tequilas because a couple of the people were driving and they didn't want to have tequila. And I grabbed them and quickly took it to the usual crew who um, do enjoy their drinks. And I said, quick, quick, drink it. And literally it was it was in the last minute. I said, drink up. I need another goal. I need us to win this. And literally, as they had just finished drinking the tequila, Sunny scored. It was amazing. So I think everybody's thinking or expecting me to buy tequilas every week. Not happening, boys. Not happening. (laughs) Anyway, it was good.
0: (laughs) One of the things Nikki mentioned at the outset was um, the fact that we're through. And that's the main thing. Uh, Absolutely. We're we're through to the next round. Um, There isn't a replay either, so we don't have an extra fixture. And and that's the most important thing. And I don't don't want the, the podcast to become like a post-mortem on, on all the bad things. However, there are one or two things I think we should we should discuss. Um, something you also mentioned was the fact that we played a weakened team. Um, how much of a factor... Two questions. One, how much of a factor do you think that was? Um, and also, bringing in a question from a listener, from Nick Seal... Um, do you, do either of you think that Poch really gets the importance of the FA Cup um, to our club?
2: I'd imagine Poch does purely because he would have been sort of growing up around the time that Ricky and Ozzy joined the club. So in Argentina, that would have attracted a lot of interest, mm. um, if nothing else. And the FA Cup then was probably a lot more, a lot more of a big deal, should we say, than what it's considered to be now. So I think Poch definitely gets it, but I think the fact that he played such a rejig team did play a part in our blowpath path performance. But that said, I was talking to Guy Jenks after the game, and he made a very valid point. He said, these players will have trained together in the up to the game. They're professional athletes. They should be playing better than this. Yeah, And I had to concur with that opinion.
3: I suppose. I suppose, but but you know, I think individually they all bring something to the table. Uh, The fact that they don't play together uh, very often obviously is a factor. I think, but um, I wouldn't necessarily say that they're a weakened team. I think or weakened side. I just think that they probably don't read each other um, as well as as let's be honest, the first team do because they they instinctively kind of know. What, you know, what the next one, what the next guy is going to do. They, 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 you get to already read their mind almost. And I, I hear what guys saying, and and I mean, I know that he he's coached and he's played and all the rest of it. But I just think that there's also an element of these guys don't. It's a, it's a, it's a big deal. They know that all eyes are on them. Um, there's a lot of pressure. Yes, they're professional athletes and they should be able to cope. But if you're not used to playing with each other all the time and and let's be honest, Wiccan came out guns blazing, um, I think they were taken aback a little bit. They they, they were a bit headless. They I think they panicked a little bit. No But I've... having said that, they still did okay. It could have been a lot worse. Mm. Uh,
0: no, uh, absolutely I think I think the word i'm looking for disjointed i think i think if you if you don't yeah. play regu- regularly yeah. then of course it's going to have an impact um the only thing i would say is oh, on paper we've got the better players and for some of some of the players that came in yesterday that might be a, one of the only few opportunities they get over the course of the season and it's just important now, whether it's Wickham yesterday or it might be another cup to game in the next round it's just important those players take those opportunities because they're going to be few and far between um and it was frustrating that maybe some of our players underperformed i was really impressed with winks again um i think he's he's a yeah. really good player um but some of the other players i was i was frustrated with um sosoko um <sighs> I'm not a big fan of Nkundu. I know he hasn't played very much. Um, I just feel that he's got a lot of pace. He's got a lot of skill. But at the moment, there's no end product. But he hasn't played hardly at all. I thought Carter Vickers looked really nervous yesterday. Um, But... But then, you know... Players need to play... They need to play regularly. They need to play together. Not everybody jumps in and takes that opportunity and, and makes an impact straight away. Some players need to need to be given given that given that time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't or want maybe, to get
3: too so, sorry.
0: sorry. sorry. Uh, sorry
3: okay. I think maybe some are just also over eager and and that over eagerness just becomes the death of them. Like like Onoma. I love I love Josh. But I just think that he's so eager that it just doesn't translate well in his game and and he makes stupid errors as a result. Anyway, what were you we going to say, then?
2: I was going to say, I don't want to get too down on them because, as you say, there are a lot of young players there. There were a couple of causes of concern for me. Vaughan, again, didn't take his chance on me. Uh, I'm not a massive fan of the guy, but I don't want to go into it and get down on it because, as you said, there's danger of it becoming a bit of a post-mortem. Um, suffice to say, I've aired my opinions on that, but the encouraging things to take out of it as you say, people like Winks, who never gave up, even in the dire situations that we were in at times in the game. Being 2 nil down, his head didn't drop. He was there. He was asking for the ball. He wasn't shirking. He wasn't hiding. He was one trying to make things happen, which is something you'd expect some of the more senior pros the likes of Sissoko to do. But, hey, if they're not doing it, somebody's got to. And that was the, one of the encouraging things I took out of it.
3: Mm. I think Trippier had a good game. He, he put in some lovely passes.
0: He yeah he 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 did but I, I on just on that I, I was really frustrated first half he was putting some really good balls in the box and I couldn't help but think if no, only Janssen, good. yeah if only Janssen had been selected and started the match he those some of the balls that Trifia yeah. put in would have, would have would have made for Janssen, but yeah
2: yeah we said that in the game yesterday didn't we there was chances there begging you know full well if Harry Kane had been on that pitch he'd have helped himself in that first half. Mm.
3: Yeah.
2: The other no, positive takeout of it, on that note, is Harry Kane got a rest. So did Eriksson. Um, you know, so did um, Hugo Lloris. Um, Toby. Walker. There's, you know, there's a lot of people who, yeah, Danny Rose, Kyle Walker, all those guys got rested. We're through to the fifth round, and we've got Sunderland up next. So that was a vital game for them to have off in that sense to recuperate.
0: Yeah, we we've got. Um... Midweek game, Sunderland and then Middlesbrough after that, which which we'll come to in a minute. Um, One of the things I was reading a lot on social media yesterday, and not just yesterday, but even earlier this season when we played, I think it was Monaco away, um, and it's the, why does Pochettino rest players? Why doesn't he take these competitions seriously? Why does he make so many changes? Now, I'm of the opinion that, um, I don't want to go back to the Champions League games, but if we must... Um, I think we we were poor in the Champions League, and I think we we went out because of the two home matches. We 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 lost our two home games, and I think that that's what cost us. Um, not not his team selection against Monaco later on later on in the tournament. And yesterday, I think that um, I think Pochettino is damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. If he plays if he plays a weakened team and we do we 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 don't play well, everybody's going to say why didn't he play? Why didn't he start Dumbele? Why didn't he start? Um, if he plays those individuals and they pick up an injury and I know they could pick up an injury in the middle of the week in a league match but if they pick up an injury or they play and then later in the season they look a bit tired and a little bit jaded the same fans would be saying but we should have rested them because it was only Wickham mm. so I, I think he's trying to juggle that and also you've got to bear in mind we've got a squad a, you know what is it a 20-25 man squad and he's got to keep Players, I know. Ultimately, the most important thing is is club, the the team, and the results. But he's also got to manage these players. And for example, someone like Janssen, if he's not on the bench or Trippier, if they're, sorry, if they're, or Trippier, if they're not playing, they're going to be frustrated. They're going to possibly want to move away. So he's also got to play these players in in these matches. Um, so Ooh. I think he's. I don't know. I just feel. It's, it's easy to be critical um, when the result doesn't go our way and to say, well, he should have played this player. I, I still think with the players we had yesterday, the ones that started, um, uh, Pochettino believed in them. He picked that team because he believed that team was going to and, go and win. Maybe, maybe they're not up to it. Maybe some of them aren't up to it. Time will tell. But um, I think I, I, I back his judgment. Um, he knows best.
3: You know, it was interesting in the first half when we were two down. Um, I didn't see him. He, he was in his seat. He was chatting to to Jesus, and um, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't doing very much. It's almost like I don't know. Like he, like he knew that we were going to come back because of the substitutions that he would, he would make. It's like he was. He was sitting back and watching and analysing and and almost determining, you know, um, who's who's making the most of the opportunity, you know, who's weak, where the gaps are, what he needs to do in order to strengthen the team in order to turn the, the game around. That's what it looked like to me. He he only then got involved really in the second half, and he was on the on the sidelines and he was doing what Pochettino does. It, it, it was very strange. I don't know if you guys noticed that at all, but he was very calm in the first half. It was almost like, well, you know, let's see what happens kind of thing. Uh, who knows? It's
2: not something yeah. that I immediately noticed in the game, but that sense, we weren't very close to where Poch was at all, so we didn't have much of a vantage point to sort of see how animated he was or wasn't, but that is a part of Podge too, you know, he is very analytical. And that's what makes him such a good manager because he does stand back and think, right, this needs fixing, that needs fixing. And one of the things I've noticed with Poch is that he'll notice mistakes that we've made. And a prime example of this is when we played Chelsea. And then he'll rectify those mistakes the next time we playing them. So he did it against Chelsea. Um, obviously, we had um, Danny Rose suspended, I think, for that game. And I think he played Vimmer on the left. And then he noticed that it didn't quite work and their winning goal came down that side, I think. And then, so the next time he played them, he changed formation. He goes like for like, and hey, hey Presto, it works. So, yeah, yeah, that is a part of Pochettino's game. He is quite um, analytical. Uh, I
0: think he... Yeah, I think, Nicky, I think he, he, he's sort of very measured. I don't, I don't think he's even at two 0 down I think as fans we've got a tendency to think oh shit that's it. it it it's we're not going to come back into it I think he's he's fairly relaxed about it he's like well you know there's another hour or so of the match to play we're good enough on paper we're better we've got players like delhi and and Musa who come off the bench so I think he's plus we've got the fitness levels that everyone knows about about us that even in the in, in the Premier League are, 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 are up there but let alone against um aside. Um, from the lower leagues um he knows that we can we can keep on going so it, it's um, it's very much a, a marif- um, marathon rather than a sprint with him. Um, just on that, we had a question from David Phipps who, who says why do we keep giving teams a lead before we start playing? Do you think this never say die attitude stems from the Chelsea game of last season? That I presume means uh, the Battle of the bridge.
2: Um, who knows why we keep giving them a lead? It's not something the players will be sort of doing on purpose, if you like, is it? You know, no athlete wants to do that. But you know the the other side, the flip side of that coin is that we don't know a heads drop. You know, yes, we've been to your down City, and we've come back and got a draw. Frankly, we almost by daylight robbery last week. You know, the chances they had, but hey, hey, you've got to make your own luck, haven't you? So. You know, that's the other way to look at it. Yeah, it's disappointing that we're giving these leads away. But don't forget, we've got Jan Vertonga now. And that he is a crucial part of our defence at the moment. Him and Toby, the way they interlink. Um, yeah. You know, it's vital. They're absolutely vital to our defence. You know, any player would miss... Uh, sorry, any team would miss a player of that quality. So, that's my
1: take mm. on it.
3: Mm. <laughs> I also think that, um, like like Sam said, I don't think we do it intentionally. I think maybe, maybe sometimes um in the first half we tend to just absorb a lot we kind of let them do their runs tire them out a little bit and then come in the second half and bam <laughs> you know um just go at them and um well that's what it seems like so so sometimes they have an opportunity to obviously score a goal and we go down in the first half but we, we tend to come back fighting and I mean, years gone by, that would have never happened. I mean, if we had been two-nil down, that would have been it. We probably would have ended up losing five-nil, yeah, and absolutely. That's, that's not the team that we've got now because that's not that's not the morale at the at the club, and that's not what Pochettino stands for. So, so um, the fact that we do come fighting, come back fighting, is is great testament to our players and and our and our coach and and Pochettino. But, uh, but I don't think it's intentional. Mm. And I think it maybe just highlights where something's missing or something's lacking. And uh, Pochettino gives them a little bit of a clip across the ears at half time, and then uh, they come out and they know what they've got to do, maybe. I don't
0: know. And to be
2: fair, it's a little bit disingenuous to so say, why do we keep doing this? It's happened twice.
0: Mm. It's yes. just that it's happened yes. twice yes. In, in successive yeah. weeks. You, just on you mentioned Jan Vertonghen if we go back to last, this time last season when, when Jan also got injured and we had Vimmer and I know we were playing with a four then and we had Vimmer and Toby um, that partnership worked really well um, I haven't got any stats in front of me but I'm pretty sure right at the beginning of that Vimmer was a little bit shaky and as a pair they weren't they were still um, working out each other's game um, now eventually it went on mm-hmm. to be um, Vimmer did a really good good job as I, as I think someone else on the podcast maybe last week or the week before said that to the point where when Jan was about to come back from, from his injury a few people were saying, oh, will he get back in the team because Vimmer's played so well so I think we've got to bear in mind that y- yes, Jan is out, that's going to be a blow but it takes a bit of time for us to um, adjust and cope with that um, and the, the I think you
2: alluded. Sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say while I've got it in my head, you alluded to it earlier about players needing time, and Vimmer is a classic case in
0: point. Absolutely, but and but 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 the short-term result of that is going to be we we, we might concede a few goals initially. I think long-term, when he um, when he forges our understanding once again with. With Toby, or if it's back free with Toby and Dyer, um, and he starts getting those games, then we won't concede those concede those goals. I don't, I don't think anything. I don't think we 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 don't make a habit of gifting that to opposition teams. Um, the The never say die attitude. I think that's yeah, definitely, Nikki. That's definitely something that that our manager has brought into into the team right from day one, um, and that's just developed over time, and it's just improved, and he's he's brought a mental. Um, uh, mental toughness to the team I was reading an article um, at the weekend in the Guardian and it was all about Harry Winks Um, but it mentioned it referred to Pochettino and the fact that there are two things that are very important um, that Pochettino regards in a player one is um, fitness levels but also mental strength Um, and I think that that is something that we've got. As for the Chelsea game last season, I don't know, but I wonder if it did play on the it played on the psyche of the players. I wonder if that experience has they've come back and they're still very young men. We've still got very young, young the youngest squad, youngest team in, in average in Premier League. Whether they've come back from that thinking, do you know what, we're not gonna we're not gonna allow any team to to come back at um, back at us. Um, And we're going to hold on to a lead. And if we are behind, we're going to come back and fight back, like we did, um, for example, last week against against, um, Chelsea. So I think, sorry, against Man City. So I think, yeah, some of it is definitely Pochettino, but some of it is just experience and our players going through certain experiences, not always good experiences, like like the, the game against Chelsea last season, and then coming coming out of it tougher and better equipped. Mm. um just before we move on to the next two games um nicky uh, <laughs> you said earlier about the um the size of the players so what what are the um uh more hilarious moments in, in, in the match was um the spurs fans were singing um at um wickham's adebayo
2: Akimfem-
0: wow this is going to be another bent lab um, Akin Femois, um <laughs> where we're singing you're just a fat emil heskey or just a fat emil heskey which was a bit cruel um but it's quite amusing um so he's born in he's two years younger than me he's born in born 10th of may 1982 in fact he's your age sam 34 years yeah. old height 180 what's that 180 is 511 i think weights 102, yeah, 102 kilograms how how on earth is he a professional footballer he doesn't look like one he, he just he defies everything an athlete should be i'm in mean, fair play to him that he's he's playing um at the level that he's playing but I, I, I,
2: it's well, one thing that we noticed yesterday didn't we is that yes inevitably he was going to win things in the air but as soon as he had to run that was him cooked his, his race was run. As soon as he had to go and run for, for anything, that was it. He knew that we were mopping up at the back, and it happened countless times. He'd, he'd win the initial flick on, but if he didn't go where he wanted it to go, that was him done because he effectively couldn't move. He's like a wardrobe on wheels.
3: <laughs> but those guys, some of them were really, really... I mean, they they looked... Even, even the kit looked like something out of a rugby... <laughs> a rugby jersey or something. Oh, their goalkeepers' kit was
2: horrific, like it some sort of cocktail ho- gone wrong.
3: Yeah, well, he looked like a referee from the rugby tournaments. I mean, it, it was just—it was just bizarre. <laughs> Seeing some of these guys, I mean, they were quite a bit older and larger, and and even you know, even their hands all over. Who was it? Was it Ali or Dembele?
2: Bed, um, I where think the one was, guy was
3: Dembele, was Dembele,
2: was Dembele yeah. yeah.
3: How he even had a jersey on after that guy was, you know, grappling him. I thought, good God, you know, keep your hands off him. I'm sure he's not interested. <laughs> it was <laughs> insane. It was crazy. They they honestly thought they were playing rugby, not football. It was
1: um,
0: weird. The other thing, just something, just just remembered. The referee, another referee that this this season, it was just absolutely shocking. um I didn't think the, the penalty, um, looking at it in, in real time, I think neither, neither me or Sam felt that it was a penalty, that the, the one against us, I think, Carter Vickers got the ball. Um, but there were lots of other decisions that he got completely wrong.
2: Mm. Well, Janssen got his legs taken out, in the, taken out in the area. He didn't give that. And then he gave one for something that seemed um, a much milder offence. I was quite perplexed by that. But, yeah, every, it seemed like every big decision that he that he had to make, he got wrong. But, you know, who knows? That could just be me being partial.
3: But it is weird. It's, it's, it's happening more and more, though. Yeah. I mean, these referees are supposed to be professional. And I just find that many of them are not impartial and and get decisions wrong all the time.
1: And it's weird
3: because, you know, don't they have the lines in there to consult with? In order, I
2: know it's a fast-moving game, and you've got to make a snap decision. But, but the, the thing sh- about linesmen is, sh- they're supposed to be assistant referees. When was the last
0: time you saw a linesman or one assist a referee? Mm. No, well, exactly. It's, it's just the, yeah. the the inconsistency of it all. It's a frustrating thing. I accept they're human beings. I accept they are in that they they'll they'll mistake they'll make mistakes. Um, but it's just. This season, it just seems so much more, um, and it's just so inconsistent. Um, right, the other thing we should mention: Ryan Mason. So last week, when, when we were recording the pod, um, uh, we were recording it set around about the same time that Chelsea played Hull, and I remember Beck saying on, on the recording that um, Ryan Mason had, had been taken away um, with a, a sustained a serious injury, head collision. So um, there were some initial media reports. I remember that evening, um, which were. F- clearly false um, uh, the, the Daily Mirror had suggested newspaper had suggested that, that Mason was fighting for his life um, it wasn't that serious um, or that it wasn't life-threatening but certainly it was a very serious injury and fortunately for, for, fortunately um, the next day on the Monday um, it was confirmed that he was speaking and he was up, up and, and, and well but um, he's he's not in a good way um, and our thoughts are obviously with him um and his family and, and hopefully he will he will make a re- a recovery um steadfast recovery it was nice that pochettino um saw him earlier in the week um you know that that was that was that was nice to, to see an ex ex player um at half time nikki um they had um the half time guess which i, I is probably one of the bits that I don't enjoy about about going to White Lane is at half time there's always they'll bring on some guests, some ex pros, and there'll be like a little competition where it'll be involve a little little boy kicking a ball in the back of the net or something like that. It, it, generally the half time entertainment doesn't really do it for me. When they had um Alan Gilseen and Mickey Hazard, former players, and they were interviewing them and right towards the end, um um Paul Coytz um was um was talking to Mickey Hazard about Ryan Mason and Mickey Hazard mentioned that he was going to go and see um Brian Mason um in the hospital on on Sunday he hadn't done so far but because he just wanted to give him time and, and so forth and then um Mickey Hazard got his phone out and started filming um the um, the crowd who were starting to clap and then singing he's one of our own Ryan Mason he's one of our own and I've probably it was very touching but i was quite, quite moved by that um, it was, a, it well, was I'm, a I'm actually
3: tearing up as you're telling me
0: so um, I think the, the, the video is I haven't watched it subsequently but there is a video if you go on the Tottenham Hotspur on, on the Tottenham Facebook Page, I think they've posted something, probably on Twitter as well and, and elsewhere on the, on the on the official Tottenham page. Um, that that footage. Um, so that that was a nice yes, touch. Yes. Yeah,
2: well, I think we uh, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Our thoughts are with you, Ryan. Get well soon.
3: Without a doubt, he'll always be one of our. Own. I mean, you know, he he needed game time. It's it's just one of those things, and. um Maybe he didn't fit into Pochettino's plans, but that doesn't mean that, that, um, that he's not special. And every time I, uh, I hear the name Ryan Mason, I think of our dear Mary, who absolutely adored him. So um, so I think Ryan Mason, for that reason, especially because she loved him so much, holds a very special place in my heart.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so going into... Um, the next few games Sunderland on Tuesday and then Middlesbrough on Saturday before I come into previews previewing those games and, 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 and getting predictions from you both just just leading into that question from David Thornell Fa- do we think that the Premier League fixture list is a big factor on Potch's team selection might he have put out a stronger side if the next fixture was at the weekend instead of Tuesday <laughs>
2: Well, possibly. Um, There was some team talk saying that Harry Kane's possibly had a bit of fatigue in his groin. If you'll uh, pardon the the the, the expression, Um, (laughs) but that's apparently why he missed yesterday's game. But even a part of me thinks is that Poch being Poch being clever, giving Harry a rest because he's just had a new baby and what have you. Um, So who knows? It's one of those things that only Pochettino will know. He possibly could have done, but. All said and done, the manager's done his job, hasn't he? He's got us out of there with the win, and we're through to the next round. Yeah, I I, I
3: can't add more to that. I think I think uh, Sam's nailed it on the head.
0: Okay, um, so these back back to back game. Sunderland away, um, they're struggling. Middlesbrough, they're struggling, and that's at home, and and it's become White Hart Lane has become a bit of a fortress for us this season. Um, do either if you see anything other than six points from these two matches?
2: Well, you just know it's written in the stars that Defoe will score against us. So I don't. Mm. Although we may win both games, um, I don't think it'll be a cakewalk. Put it that way.
3: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I think we have to keep Defoe quiet. He is definitely the danger man, and uh, and of course we go into Sunderland and and guys. I say this all the time, never underestimate your opponents. I don't care who it is. I don't care yeah, if, they've, if they've lost and maybe drawn a game here or there or they've lost five, six games on the trot. It actually doesn't matter. For me, it makes them even more dangerous because they're fighting relegation. They want to get as many points as they can. So they will try and find whatever hole they can. And, and if Toby doesn't play, we are vulnerable at the back. I mean, we know that Jan isn't playing, but if Toby doesn't play, we are vulnerable. So, so the key is to keep the foe quiet. We need Toby, um, and uh, I do see six points. I will be honest, but I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. Um, we've got to remember that these guys are fighting, and uh, and I think they'll they'll do what they can. They'll they'll take their chances where they can. We can't under- underestimate them.
0: Vote. Um, although- most of this season, I've been overall optimistic, and I've said that we're going to win the league, and I keep saying it. When it comes to individual games, I've generally, generally been a bit cautious, um, but I'm, I'm going to say for these two, I'm going to say we're going to get six points, and I'm really going to stick my head. Out. I hope I hope this doesn't come back to bite me. I think we're going to get six goals. I think we're going to we're going to win both matches three nil, and I think Defoe will put the ball in the back of the net against us, but it'll be offside. Um, I don't think it, has, has he has he scored since since he's um, I know when he was at Portsmouth he he did score against us but since we sold him the second time round since he's been at Sunderland I'm not sure that he has scored against us. Let's though. let's not tempt fate here. Not really yeah, let's not go down that
3: road. Let's move
0: on. Let's move on. Right um, <laughs> before before we go through more listeners' questions, here's Bex with this week's Spurs Ladies update.
1: Hello, people. It's Bex. Just to let you know that the square root of nothing has been going on in the world of Spurs ladies this week. They had their midweek semi-final Boo Avenue Cup rescheduled for Wednesday, which was yet again called off because of a frozen pitch. Their game this weekend against Cardiff again at Chesham was called off because it the pitch is absolutely unplayable. It's, um, yeah, it's really not nice if you've seen any pics on social media. So as I don't have anything formal to tell you... um. I thought I'd just give you a quick update to explain how the ladies leagues work. A couple of people have asked me, why aren't we hearing Spurs ladies in the same breath as Chelsea, Arsenal, etc. And that's because of the way the league is structured. So the Women's Super League One, which is Man City, the Gooners, the Chavskis, etc. That's Women's Super League One. You'll see some of those games on BT Sport, for example. um, And that season kicks off in April. Underneath that, so that's equivalent to the Premier League, if you like. Underneath that, you have WSL 2, and that's equivalent to the Championship. Spurs ladies play in the next league down from that, which is split between the Premier League North and South. And obviously, being in London, they play in the Southern League. So it's kind of an equivalent to League 1, but not quite because it's not a direct match, if you like, for the way the lads' leagues work. But I thought if I at least give you a heads up, then nobody can whinge at me in future when I don't happen to mention the bigger clubs. So for things like the FA Cup exactly the same in the girls game as it is in the blokes you don't know who you're going to get paired up with next so it's a really good opportunity for spurs ladies to play against some of the bigger names in and around women's football last year they ran aston villa a really close game um only losing 2-1 i think it was in the end and villa playing the wsl one sorry two so again it was a league above them they had a really good time and it was really good for them to learn from that experience As for upcoming games, well, they currently, because of the pitch situation, they currently have this build-up of games going on. So they have their game against Cardiff, a game against Charlton in the league, both to play, and they still have the rescheduled um, Boo Avenue semi-final to be rescheduled. So the next scheduled game is for next Sunday, the 5th of February. That's to Blackburn Rovers, and it's away at the Sir Tom Finney Stadium, which I presume is somewhere up north. I didn't get north. Uh, That's a one o'clock kickoff, and that's the FA Cup third round. Blackburn Rovers ladies play in the Premier League North, so the equivalent just up north. Apologies for any Northerners, I've probably screwed that up because I'm a Southerner. But I am expecting the fixture list to change slightly to accommodate uh, the missing games. As usual, if anybody has any burning questions or any reason to contact me, I am on Twitter at Becks, or via THF Podcast or the Tottenham Hotspur Family Facebook page. Cheers, thanks, bye bye.
0: Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Right, um, just a few announcements, just very quickly. Um, uh, as mentioned last week on, on, on the pod, um, looking to get folks to write um, some articles for the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast website. Um, particularly, I'm looking for um, articles around memories of of the lane um your personal memories um it could be a match it could be a moment something that something that means um something about about White Hart Lane about the, your experience of going to the lane that that that, that and why it's so special to you um I'm particularly looking for, for for articles around that we had a very good article earlier this season from Ali Hassan um around what White Hart Lane meant to him so if you've got if you've got experiences um, moments that you want to share with us and you fancy yourself as a scribe then get writing and we'll look to publish the publish your article on the website Um, we've also got YouTube channel, you can go on there and if you search for Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast on YouTube, you'll see all of the previous um, podcast episodes over Series 1, 2 and 3, and also fan fan footage um, from, from from matches there. Um, and as ever, if you want to send us any questions um, to the pods, you can do so via Twitter, the Twitter handle is at CHF Podcast, you can do so via the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast podcast Facebook page um, and via email spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur family com. right um, let's finish off with some questions more questions David Fornell how would you feel about Poch if he had pushed the fourth official as Wenger did recently
3: Poch would never do that he's got class move on next question
0: that is, tr- that is true. Um <laughs> too much there was a moment just talking of um uh pushing, um there was a moment yesterday when Harry Winks pushed one of their one of the Wickham players. Um I think it the 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 player in question was giving him a bit of a tough time and and he might have been grabbing a shirt or something like that, and Winks. It was very uncharacteristic uncharacter- of Winks. Of, of Winks just pushed him um, and, and got a, got a yellow card. Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I I couldn't foresee a situation whereby um, Maurizio Vazquezino would do that. And if he did, he would have to be provoked to some to quite some level for him to do that as as, as a manager I think the way that he conducts himself um, he uh, he represents the club um, and um, he's I I just couldn't envisage it for a moment Um, Ed Brad do you wonder if fans around my age um Ed Braddis, 30 something, um, holds domestic trophies in higher regard as English clubs were banned from Europe when we fully got into football. So, yeah, I mean, do. do, It seems now that a huge emphasis is on the Premier League and on the Champions League, but do the domestic cups hold as much weight as they did, Um, Sam? Um, I
2: think it's um, only natural, really, that each team is going to... Sorry, each um, each league or, if you like, each country is going to hold its own sort of league in higher regard. You always have certain clubs who have got an affinity with certain competitions, i.e. Bayern Munich and AC Milan and what have you with the Champions League or whatever it was called previously, European Cup. Mm-hmm. But... but um, I don't know, really. I'm 34, so I was sort of grown up around the time of the English band in Europe. Um, I don't think it really holds any sort of sway with me either way, really. I just want Spurs to win the league once in my lifetime.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. Move on. Comment from John Steggles. Whatever the question is, Sissoko is not, not the answer. Moose Sissoko. Discuss. Um,
3: I just, I think he needs time. I'm sorry. You know, everybody's saying he's a waste of money and all the rest of it. And, and perhaps I just don't know enough about football um, to know what I'm talking about. But I remember everybody saying exactly the same thing about Eric Lamella. I was one of them. And the only person that I remember being really passionate about Eric was um, was Greg. And, you know, Greg said, guys, give him time. He's going to come good. And, and look, now we are missing him. We do need him. He is an integral part of our team. Um, and he has come good and he's, he's played well for us. So I just think that every single one of our players, I don't care who they are, they were bought for a reason. Pochettino sees something in them. Him and his team see something in them. That's why they've been bought. So if they're not delivering the goods immediately, you know, is that such a bad thing? I know that we need... Results immediately from some of these players, but as history has shown us Some of them need a season or two to get settled in so It's it's a hard one. He's building for the future. He's he's made that very clear. So are we just being a little bit impatient?
2: I think unfortunately the price tag has a lot to do with it, which isn't his fault I feel probably we did pay a bit over the odds for him but at the same point you know, Pochettino, what he does is he improves players. So give him a length of time, the Sissoko. Okay, and the hope is that he'll continue to do his good work and improve him. Um, he does show flashes of what he can do. He's had the odd bit here and there where he's played well. But yesterday was probably not the sort of game that was ready-made for him. In the sense that Wickham were never going to give you time on the ball they were always going to be in your face. It was always going to be a little bit niggly because that's what they had to do, to try and get something out of the game. Um, the Premier League, he gets a little bit more time on the ball. And he, he can sort of collect his thoughts more and he can be more of an attacking threat. He can sort of see where the space is. Um, so I'd say, yeah, as Nicky said, just give him time. I'm confident Pochettino will uh, work his magic.
0: Um, earlier this season, he was getting a lot of stick from our fans and at the time I was defending him and I, I felt all well, that uh, Rizzo's, Pochino is is picking him on a, on a at a time as was sort of picking him on a regular basis. And he must see something in that play. He must see something in training and um uh he's got some attributes that that, that are different to say Ericsson or Lamella. He's very physical um and you know he's a France international. He, I think mean, he, was, he was one of France's best performers um, in the Euros. Um, and I was quite defensive. I, I, I defended him, and there was even a spell of games just before Christmas. I think it might have been Swansea. Possibly he came off the bench, and then Hull or Burnley, or maybe both of those games where, where he, he 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 did okay. Um, yesterday I was very frustrated with him. First half I didn't notice he was there. At all. I couldn't really. I could see what other players were doing, whether they were playing good or indifferent. I just didn't. wasn't aware that he had any presence. And then the second half, I think he was better. But he, I think. doesn't help. The, pr- the price tag doesn't help, and that's not his fault. And that's, that's just unfortunately, it's just there. And then as fans, fans quickly latch on to that. Um, I think also the way that he plays, his style, and this isn't a criticism. There are lots of footballers that have been like this. I think he he looks quite laboured in his movement. You know, if you contrast that to say Winks, Winks is very he's sort of fast, he's sort of very dynamic, and he, he goes, he's hungry, and he's asking for the ball, and um, and Sissoko just comes across as a bit laboured, I find. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that he's a bad player. But you just it it can add to the. To the general feeling that well, what does he do? What does he bring to the team? I, I was frustrated with him yesterday. I'm going to hold my hands up, and and he didn't do it for me yesterday. But we've got to give him time. You know, he's somebody that's played in the Premier League for a few years. Um, uh, he's a France international, and and Mauricio Pochettino is, is is a good manager, and and he's bought him for a reason. So um, yeah. Let, let's see how that, that unfolds. Um, okay, final two questions. Um, another one from Ed Brad. After the Wiccan game and other cup games, are we now seeing that our reserve players that are basically the same as last season are, again, not good enough? So, are, is our second tier just a little bit short? Yes.
2: Yes, they are. Um, We know this. We saw this in uh, the FL Cup game against Liverpool. The likes of and Janssen, you know, he's sort of gone under the radar because he played well yesterday, but he needs to start scoring and not just penalties. Um, The striker will always be judged on his goals. And yes, I know that he did change the shape of the game for us yesterday. But overall, he played quite well, yes. But I think unfortunately at the moment, our second string is a little bit off. You know Chelsea. I hate to keep comparing to us to them, but yesterday they had Brentford, who were uh, a division below them. Granted, but they still worked the floor with them four nil. Mm. I mean, I didn't see all the players they had out, but I'd imagine it was probably mostly their second string. You know, if we want to aspire to be challenging for all the trophies, then the second string does need improvement.
3: Do you think it's the it's the players that we're attracting that we can that we can afford to buy or that we can only um, afford to spend on? That's that's what's falling short, or you know, because they all have talent. Otherwise, we wouldn't be spending money on them. And I don't, for one minute, think that we're buying players just for the sake of spending money because our money is well spent elsewhere at the moment with the new stadium coming. But is it all that we can attract at the moment? Because and well we Tottenham and other people don't consider us to be a big club or, or what is what no, is I don't the think major that. difference I think, between us and
2: Chelsea I think what it is is Chelsea will quite happily go out and buy a player for however many millions and they'll pay him however much he wants to sit on the bench it makes sense Spurs don't do that and I'm quite glad they don't do that because what is the sense in us having a player on 120 grand a week who's going to get paid more than anyone else. I don't know what the top end of the club earns at the moment. But what's the point in disrupting the unity in the squad for the sake of someone like that, who's going to potentially play here and there? You know, at the same point, you know, I've just said that we do need to improve. That doesn't necessarily mean that we need to go out and buy players. You know, the second string that we're playing yesterday, they need to improve. You know, it was, mm-hmm. I had a conversation with, um, with Nick Seal yesterday. After the game. And we were saying, or he said to me, these players were given a chance today. You know, they can't go in and knock on Pochettino's door on Monday and say, look, why are they playing? Can't they? Someone like Carter Vickers, who didn't perform at all, I didn't think yesterday. You know, there's these second string players, Onuma being another case in point, Mkudu, there were several of them yesterday. You know, they've got to learn when you get the chance, you're going to have to take it, mm-hmm. particularly in our first team, because you've got to be really, really good to get into that first team.
0: Mm. I think All right. going back to the question I, I don't think that this, the 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 I don't think that the um, the reserve players if you want to call them that are I don't think they're as, as you say, I don't think they're as bad as the ones we had last season so that's probably not the best way of putting it I don't, for example, I don't think someone like Harry Winks, who's sort of on the fringe of the first... You know, he he's come off the bench a few few times in Premier League matches, and I think he started one recently, one or two. Um, he's just just on the border. I think, for example, I think he's better than, say, Tom Carroll or Ryan Mason. Um, I think that, you know, last season we didn't have a striker. We've got Jansen. Um, I think... Um, I think Wanyama is a, a, good, um, a good addition. I think we've we have got a stronger squad than we had last season. I think that um, if we played, if the, the starting eleven had there had been more regulars in the starting eleven yesterday, and I know some of that was because of we've got we've got um, a few players carrying knocks, and we've got Yan injured, so we don't want to maybe risk a few others. And then we've got this game on 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 Tuesday. But if that wasn't the case, and if we if if Pochettino, for example, had played a few more of the regular first team players, and then had played somebody who's not a regular alongside regular first team players, that would have benefited the um, the reserve team, if you want to call it player. Um, we we saw it earlier this season against Gillingham. I think he played. He started with, amongst others, he started with. Ericsson and Lamella for example there were, there were a few others that, that, that were that were, um, that were regulars but that was say alongside at the time um, I think Winks and Carroll or possibly Onoma so he had those players alongside some of the good players but if you go for a situation where you just throw in all the reserves players then it's going to be going back to what we said right at the beginning it's going to be not going to be easy for them to play together um, if they haven't if they're not used to playing together but also if you're putting all of your your um, I'm really trying to very close to saying inferior if you're if you play your lesser players all, all together at once that's that's surely going to have, 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 have an impact um, I think they're slightly better I think some of the players that we've got are slightly better than, than last season um, but hey, yeah, look, if, as a
2: squad we can't argue we know for example that Vimmer is better than Fazio you know, it goes without saying. We're not mm. we're not debating that the squad's imp The question was about the second string and that is what needs to improve, in my eyes.
0: Yeah, um I don't know. I mean you contrast you contrast it to Chelsea, if you contrast it to say Liverpool, everybody's going on about Liverpool, they don't look so mm. clever at the moment going out of two competitions and, and fielding They've had they've had to um, they've had Mane out of the African Nations Cup and they've had Coutinho injured so they've had to field other players and they haven't done as done as well as they perhaps should have so um, yeah I mean for all
2: my comparisons for Chelsea you could just as easily read Man City or any or any yeah. got backed team from from anywhere you know. The same does apply. You know, a lot of this mentality is, if you've got a problem at those clubs, throw money at it. Yeah. Which I don't think is necessarily a healthy thing. I mean, it makes you laugh yeah. about this, for, for, this uh, FFP. I mean, when's that supposed to kick in? Because I haven't seen it make a blind bit of difference. The so man says...
0: Well, to the financial fair play thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the other yeah. thing you mentioned about Chelsea is um, that they also have a hell of a lot of players on loan. Not just players warm, warming up the bench and I, Yeah, I think it's about ten thousand at the yeah. last game, isn't it? Anyway, um final question, this is one for Nicky, really. Um Zach Gasnola asks, is Onoma um Nikki you mentioned big fan oh. of Josh onoma is onoma a waste of space or a talent that just doesn't fit into our team? Is Nicky prepared to eat mushrooms until he is good? Um, just to remind listeners, back in the very first season of the Tottenham for Family podcast, um, Nicky um, Nikki was speaking up for the for, for good old Bobby, Bobby Soldado, Roberto Soldado, and and he was going through a difficult time. And she said that um, if he... You said that if if he... If he scored a goal, you would eat a mushroom. And you hate mushrooms um, because mm. they are... I don't like mushrooms either. They're, they're spawn of they're the disgusting. devil. Yeah, they are disgusting. <laughs> um, and... No, uh, crazy too. Would you be... Would you be prepared to um, to eat a mushroom until he's good?
3: Listen, every time I said I would eat mushrooms for Bobby, he scored. And I kept two to my word and I ate mushrooms, Okay. <laughs> And, uh, and I would do the same for Josh and I would do the same for Janssen because I believe in them. They, it, I, I do believe that they've got a talent, even if at the moment it's, it's so hard because you know that you're good but you're trying too hard and, and then it just comes across wrong and stupid things happen as a result of it. So I just think if that over-eagerness died down and I – maybe ate some more mushrooms, they would start scoring. So, blame me. It's my fault. Next time they play, I will be there. If they, if they score, I will eat mushrooms. I think he's... From my lips to their ears.
0: <laughs> I think he's, I don't know whether it's, yeah, it could be over eagerness or he's just a bit raw. I think he's, he's got talent. I don't mean he's, he's a bad footballer. Um,
3: You know, the reason I say he's got a talent is because I have faith in Pochettino. And Pochettino wouldn't have him there if he didn't think that he was worth something. So I do think that he is a little bit overzealous and and perhaps that can be to his detriment because he's so eager to prove himself and and it may not always translate well in the game, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, it's not like... He doesn't have the same uh, maturity and mentality of Deli Alli, who came from a different league down and and, and look at him, he slotted in perfectly. But there's a maturity about him. That that's you know, that's Deli Alli. And not everybody can just have that head and shoulders on him when it comes to football. So I think people people would maybe want to aspire to to be like one of the other guys, like Harry. I mean, you know, Harry also did come along and slogged slog around a little bit, but he, he came good for us too. So, yes, it's it's his second season. Um, he hasn't played regularly. He just needs to also uh, – Pochettino's working with him. And, and if he's not going to cut it, then Pochettino will let him go, like with Ryan Mason. He let him go. He's not gonna cut it. So at at the end of the day, I'm not the pro. Pochettino is. I have faith in him, but I will still eat mushrooms if necessary. So hope that answers your question, Zach. As much as I hate mushrooms. Even talking about mushrooms I need to go wash my mouth out (laughs) of a glass of water
0: (laughs) The um one of the things one of the good things that um Josh has got going for him at the moment is that he hasn't been loaned out. And with the young players, um, uh, Spurs under Pochettino, forget about previous managers. Previous managers, for example, um, when AVB was there, when Harry Redmond was there, they would loan out somebody like Harry Kane, um, not too dissimilar to other clubs. They would loan that player out. He would go away. He would get um, some experience of playing... Um, Albeit lower down, uh, lower down in the leagues, but he, he would get game time, and they would then recall him. And if he was good enough, he would he would um, he would uh, feature in, in 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 the first team. Um, if he wasn't good enough, he'd get sold, or they'd loan him out again, um, and then eventually a the, the decision would w- would be made. With PSG you know, it's completely different. Um, if you're a young player. Um, and he doesn't loan you out, that's a very good sign. So, for example, not this summer, the previous summer, um, there were lots of young players that were still, still at sort of academy level, but pushing, knocking on the door, um, some of whom were loaned out. Winks, and who, by the way, Winks is still an academy player. Um, he, he's mm. not, um, well, he plays in the, in, in the first team. He's, he's not treated as such. And I, I suppose it, his, his pay would be a lot less. Um, Winks and... Onomer were, and also now this season, Edwards, weren't loaned out. Mm. They were kept mm. because Pochettino wants to keep a close eye, eye on them. He wants some Carter Vickers as well this season, he wants to integrate them with the first team um, and with and get all the ideas that he has, um, uh, get, get get them on, on board with those ideas. He wants to mould them. So the fact that Josh Onomer Um, wasn't loaned out the previous summer is is good and the fact that he's not loaned out at the moment is good as well but there will come a Mm. point in time where if he doesn't, as you said Nicky if he doesn't um, produce the goods then he will become surplus to requirements and he will find his opportunities very difficult and then as an individual he'll probably have to make a decision Um, Josh, this this is or, or anybody else, do they want to stay at Tottenham? and fight for a place in the team or do they want to play regular first team football? And as we said with Ryan Mason, he, he wanted to Ryan was slightly older than, 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 than Josh and, and Harry. Um, he wants to play first team football and we allowed him to do that. So I think yeah. Josh is in a good place at the moment, but, um, it much will depend on, 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 how, on whether he takes his chances.
3: Well yeah I think that's and that's with all of them even even our our second tier I mean do they take their chances or don't they and uh, I think it's 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 hard to to sit here and, and maybe judge and criticize because as as fans we want the results we want to win the league we want to win games we want we want the team to be firing on all cylinders but can you imagine how boring? It be. If week in and week out, all we did was annihilate teams and there was no challenge, I would be absolutely bored out of my mind. So, yeah, sometimes they do give you a little bit of a, you know, they make, make sure that your ticket is working and um, and you, you you've run through a whole lot of emotions during 95 minutes. But, uh, but, hey, you know, I'd rather have it that way than have boring, predictable
0: football that's that's part and parcel part i suppose part and parcel football really the fact that yeah you know a couple of weeks back it was it was fantastic against west Brom, winning 4-0 that was that was delightful and and yeah more often than because
3: they're a bogey team they're a bogey team
0: more often than not i'd like like us (laughs) like us like us to win matches and and win it in that style but the reality is, every now and then there's going to be a situation like last week when we're two 0 down against City, and we come back and we show fight and character, uh, and or, or yesterday even um, where it was just it, for the nerves and for the heart, it was it was it was horrible in some ways. But the the jubilation and the the sheer ecstasy when that fourth goal went in that was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there was a lot just to finish off. I should say there was a lot yesterday on social media people saying that. You know, football can be a cruel game, and Wickham, um Wickham were very unlucky, and maybe they deserved more, and that's true. Um, but you know, football for me is yes, it is a cruel, can be a cruel game, but it's also an exciting game. It's also um, it delivers moments of yes, yeah, sadness, joy, ecstasy, all of those emotions and more, and that that's what's so beautiful about football, really.
3: Well, Jeff, it's interesting because it's, at the, I mean, it, I don't think it's it's like that just about football. I think it's about any sport. Um, you know, obviously football and, and rugby and whatever, you get your supporters who are passionate about their teams and, and those are group sports. I mean, can, can you imagine how difficult it is for individual sports like tennis and golf, for example? You don't, you know, there, there, there are no draws. It's A winner and a loser, and that's just what it is. And it's so interesting because today Roger won his 18th major, which is just incredible. And in his acceptance speech, he said, you know, in tennis, unfortunately, you've got a winner and you've got a a loser. He says, but today is one of the days where I would have happily been willing to draw this game with Rafa because he played that well, and I mean that—that that for me is good sportsmanship. That the emotion of watching the two of them battle it out is as emotional for me as watching the game yesterday. Uh, where we 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 were fighting to win a game against a lower league team to to move on to the next round. It's it's sport. It brings that emotion out of you. It just it unites people. I've said this before. It's it's just. Such an incredible feeling, and without that emotion, and if you've got a predictable result every week, you will get bored and you won't watch it anymore because you just think, Well, why should I bother? Because we know we're going to win, you know. And that's probably maybe how the United fans felt all those years back because every game you just knew you were going to win. I-, I like going into a game wondering, Are we going to win or aren't we? Never underestimate your opponent. As Pochettino says, this is football. Anything can happen, <laughs> so that's my rant. Final clip. You can't have a podcast
0: without <laughs> a rant. <laughs> um, right. Uh oh, one, one last thing. Um, it's a draw for the FA Cup. Um, tomorrow for the for, for the fifth round. Um, seven twenty UK time.
3: Uh, Any ideas who we might get?
0: Um we don't, know it all. we don't we don't we don't know at all. Um uh, uh the question is do we want a nice easy home game against somebody on paper that's quite easy, or do we want a difficult match? Um Well that
2: was what yesterday was supposed to be. <laughs> and I've just I've just seen that non league Sutton United have beaten Leeds. So Leeds are out. Okay.
3: Oh wow. Okay.
2: So that's one more sort of potentially big name if you like out there. I know they're not in the Premier League but they've got you know, that could have been a potentially tough fixture. Leads away, <clears throat> that's gone.
0: Okay, so there's, there's Sutton and there's Lincoln from the, the sort of lower reaches of of, 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 the, of yeah, the game. Millwall and then potentially, if you're talking the bigger boys, then you've got Arsenal, Chelsea, City, United, still so in it. No, in an ideal
2: world, Arsenal would draw Chelsea, United would draw City. We all know it's not going to happen. Arsenal will get some Sutton at home probably. Yeah, That's per normal. And who knows? I mean, I'm starting. To, <coughs> excuse me, I'm starting to get the feeling that we'd probably be better off with a Premier League team because then, you know, if the players know. Are in their mind it's going to be a tough game. Mm.
3: Yeah, yeah, we know. We know who our opposition are. Hmm, mm, interesting one.
0: Okay, um, the next podcast will be recorded on a day early. It'll be recorded on Saturday, um, Saturday evening. Um, it will be recorded Saturday evening, probably about 9 o'clock um, at night um, or thereafter. Um, and um, it will be slightly different to some of the other podcasts that we've recorded. This could actually go all wrong and it, it might not. Plan out this way, um, but I'm planning on on as well as recording it on Saturday evening and and it being available on the usual mediums. Um, of doing it as a Facebook live um, with myself and Merrick, um, who hasn't appeared on the podcast yet this season. Um, but that's what we've got lined up for next Saturday. Um, right on that bombshell, um, Nikki. Thank you as ever.
3: Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Sam.
0: Thank you, Sam.
2: Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure.
0: Um, and as ever, the future's bright, the future's lily-white. Good night.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, Tottenham, stick ahead in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily-white and run on that green. Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low tonight. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the name's up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.